But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. And welcome back to a special Monday edition of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy Studios here in beautiful Matawan, New Jersey, at the Custom Creations cap, Custom Cabinet and Creations <laughs> Sports Desk. I got myself, I got my boy Rasslin' Rob, sitting in for Dave. What's going on? I hope everybody had a happy Easter. Rob, did you get everything you needed from the Easter Bunny, bro? That was all right. It was a nice little fun, little, little, e- little Easter egg hunt in the morning and then dealing with the kids all day. Very fun times. So, sports this weekend, we had the NBA playoffs wrap up, or not wrap up, get started with round one, and the Yankees can't get any hits. I'm going to sound off on the Yankees in just a little bit. Um, NFL wideouts want some money. We're going to talk about all that. But first, Rob, what do you think of this um, Japanese pitcher that we got, bro? <laughs> bro, four games? I don't even know his name. I got to get it. I right can't now. pronounce it. There's it's no way. Roki Sasaki. Roki Sasaki. Four games. Like 60 strikeouts, I think. Bro, he had a perfect game. They didn't pull him. He's 20 years old. He had a perfect game. His catcher is 19, right? The following game, he had eight innings pitched. I don't think he gave up another run. So he has a like a 23-inning scoreless streak. This kid's going to get paid. Hopefully, they don't implement the um, the draft. Hopefully, they don't implement the draft. Well, they're doing a – For the, the international players because then the Yankees won't have a chance at him. How but, does that really work, though? Like, they just – Every year, they just choose what players they want to go in this draft? I don't understand. Well, right now, the way international prospects work is there's an international prospect pool. Players, uh, teams have a, a set amount of money that they're allowed to use on international prospects per year. But in the offseason, they were doing this whole labor negotiations, and that was a sticking point for the uh, for the owners. They want to do a draft. So it's not going to be where, like, first come, first serve, pay me the most money. How they do to it be. very much so like they do the amateur draft with college and high school kids in the country now. So if you're an international player, your your entry into the league is very different than it would be if you went to college or you you got drafted out of high school. You said with the scout, like where it yeah, goes into yeah, like Mexico. Exactly. Brandon Frazier's. Before I forget <laughs> uh, what's going on, uh, Kyle, I want to thank you for leaving your laptop here because right now I'm having technical difficulties. You won't see any graphics on this show. My laptop is crapped out. So I'm using Kyle's laptop. And what's up to Chris Payne? Before I forget, I wanted to mention everybody go over to patreon.com. If you're not supporting the show and you would like to, go over to patreon.com forward slash chop sports. There's three tiers. We got the whatever. There's three, five, and $10 tiers. You want to go support us. There's some cool stuff coming. Um, I did not get the baseball bingo going just yet, but I promise it will be here for all of our dynasty members. Um, he's saying that I could have the laptop he has donated. I do appreciate that. Nice. Um, one last thing, Dat Chat. Go over to Dat Chat. It's a new social media platform where basically I would say that the freedom of speech is allowed there. Yes. Uh, it's allowed because really nobody could could censor you. Nobody could screenshot your your posts and things like that. So you're you're safe on Dat Chat. The Chop Sports group is over 400 members now and growing. So check that out. Uh, we'd like to thank our boy Glenn for giving all the support he does through the Patreon. All right. Um, so the Yankees do suck, bro. The Yankees can't get any hits. I'm very disappointed. I want to talk about the state of the New York Yankees a little bit. And I'm I'm going to start right now with yesterday's game, first and foremost. So Nestor Cortez, nasty Nestor, right? 
I'm talking to a couple of my betting buddies, and we're we're just like the Yankees haven't done it yet so far. So the time is now. Nestor's pitching. We know he's going to bring it, and he did. But the Yankees just Sam can't seem to to hit the ball, bro. And I know you're a Red Sox. Fan, I am a Red Sox. And fan. but you could look at it without the optics of being a Red Sox fan, and it doesn't really matter. The Yankees suck regardless right now. It's kind of it's the same story as last year. Kind of it's the pitchers bro, are showing very, up a little bit. Well, not all of them, but no, no but they are. They, they they're, are. They're having that. a little hiccups at the back end of the bullpen, which is to be expected. I'm not going to sit here and and um, and crucify anyone just yet. But yeah, they're pitching just like last year. You expected it to be the bats that that carry the team, and early in the season, it was definitely the pitching. They made some trades, and things kind of got better with the bats, and then their pitching tailed off. Very much similar to this season, and. I'm, my whole my whole gripe, like obviously guys are going to eventually hit. Yeah. But when we're looking at the lineup on a daily basis, there's a new lineup out there every single day. And I blame Aaron Boone. I blame the, the state of baseball in general and Aaron Boone for not. I just I see no fight. I see no fire in his interviews. Um, he's got Glaber who can hit sucks in the field playing every day over DJ. Yep. You got DJ LeMay who is making over a hundred million dollars in his contract to be a, a utility. Probably guy. one of the best hitters on the team, right? I mean, no, if, if I mean, not the best pure hitter on the team for sure. Last year is no indication of that, but just his track record speaks for itself. DJ's a, a 300 career hitter, I think at this point. Um, but just through and through you got Cashman. Let's just talk about the entire state of the franchise. You got Cashman who's coming out, making comments about, how the, they have excuses, built-in excuses for why they haven't had World Series success over the last decade. That's just not Yankee speak. Even some, when that first came out, Chris was the first person I was to be like, like there's no, no way, way he true. said it. Yeah. Unbelievable. There's no you way he Cashman said that. talking that, that he's got excuses for the lack of World Series appearances. You got the ownership is just absent. Where's the ownership in this equation? I haven't heard a fucking word out of either Hank or Hal Steinbrenner. George must be rolling in his grave. I know that Yankee fans are some of them are hot and cold on the way Steinbrenner ran the team, and he was always controversial. But guess what? He put out a great product. And if he didn't put out a great product, the players knew about it. Yeah. The players were hearing about it. I haven't heard a fucking word, right? The only words Nothing. that I hear really are, we aren't signing anybody because we're saving all this money for Aaron Judge. That's been going on for two seasons. This past offseason, it comes out this weekend that the Yankees didn't make a play on one single top free agent. And that was the understanding that Aaron Judge will be signed. Yeah. And that will be our big prize of the offseason. Now, just a couple weeks later, we get to see Aaron Judge memes dressed up in a fucking Mets uniform. Makes me absolutely sick. The Yankees got to figure this out. It's just not what we want to be doing right now. I don't understand. Like you said, George, George must be like literally rolling over his grave. Like, what is going on right now? This it, is not what I left you guys to do. I believe that the Yankees play the Red Sox on Sunday. Is it the Red Sox? Uh, I didn't look. I'm, didn't look, sure, I'm, but, uh, I'm looking to get into the stadium on Sunday and go see this uh, abysmal franchise take on what used to be an abysmal franchise. Uh, it's the Guardians. Oh, it's the Guardians. At 135. So the new, the new Guardians. So I'm looking to go to the Yankee game. Hopefully the Guardians aren't um don't have the Yankees. Darren Cole's pitching though. So. Bro, you can't up. score. You can't score uh, five runs in five days. And one of those Dude. one of those teams that you're playing three of those games is the Baltimore Orioles. It's just unacceptable. Not the New York Yankees. My thing is like. They got Joe Girardi out of there so fast, and I get he only won the one World Series there, and he was another guy that was handed a team. But remember when when he left and they gave the, the keys to Boone, everyone was like, oh, it's a brand-new Ferrari. Look, he's got Judge, Stan, all these guys. And what has he done, bro? Aaron Boone has done nothing. He's the only Yankee manager that's made it to this point in his tenure without presenting a championship but without being fired. There's been guys that have 
have managed almost as long as Boone, but the problem was they'd win. And then, if, yes. and then you win, you keep your next contract. I don't understand what the fuck the Yankees are doing with Aaron Boone. He's in winning. He looks, I and I hate to say this, but he looks a little sickly. He just doesn't seem like he has the fire. I'm not talking about his health. But no, I, I know that he had a pacemaker put in. It just might be a different message at this point. We need to see a different message. The players need to get a different message. Too much of a player's coach. There's no fire. He yells at umpires, but he, I don't think he has once raised his voice to a single player at all. Nope. And that's an issue in the current state of the Yankees, I believe. And look at the other team across the way in New York. You know, see that seven and three right now with a 70-something-year-old head no, coach. I'm not yeah, playing I mean, for him. I was I was clamoring for Buck Showalter for the last two seasons. Buck Showalter, I think, is the best ma- best living manager in the world right now. Best living baseball manager in the world. The Mets are in good place with him. And I feel like that's the thing that's going to stop the Mets' ultimate collapse. Is Whereas typically you would see the Mets play well, but they haven't had the right captain to guide the ship through the rough seas. And right now, Buck Showalter, he doesn't really take the, the I'm a new guy approach. Uh, he doesn't let his players take that approach. He expects professionalism from everybody, and he teaches it. It's not like... Aaron Boone, I feel like he just lets these guys be themselves a little bit too much, which is okay. I, I agree that you have to let these guys be themselves. I think they should let them have facial hair, all that. So that's one side of it. But with Buck Showalter, it's like, no, you act like a professional 24-7. And the Mets right now, 7-3, and three, I know. Are they 7-3? 7-3 right? right now. The Mets are, yeah. wow, I can't believe they, play, they played every day. 7-3, It's been three, 10 yeah. days of baseball. The Mets have 10 games. Good for them. Um Bro, it just I don't see them having the collapse that they typically have because of Buck Showalter. So I hate to admit it. I did predict that the Mets were going to have a better record than the Yankees this season. And now it's kind of coming to fruition. It's I know it's way early and I don't want all you Yankee fans to come at me and say it's very, very early in the game. And things have I understand that. But if I'm looking at the optics of this team, I just don't see where it's coming from. Do they they have to make a move? And if you look at the way they've been over the past couple seasons, they get involved in the media, but they don't get involved in the negotiations, and that's just how it's been. I just, I, don't, I really very don't get it. I don't get why they haven't tried to. Like very, said, very unfortunate. Maybe they were trying to wait on the judge thing, and they might we're, we're going to give them the captain thing, and then that didn't work out. Maybe that's why Cashman put out the reports of, "Hey, we did offer him this," you know, because that to me that was totally unprofessional as well. And now look what's happening. You're five and five. Nobody's hitting. You just had, went through like what six games with the Rays. I mean, uh, the Blue Jays. You had the Vladdy game with the three home runs. It's just not looking good for the Yankees. It's in the not past looking week. good at all. Uh, three division opponents down, and the Yankees look like they're right where I thought they would be, right around fourth, and dare I say fifth in the division when it's all said and done. Um, get it together, New York Yankees. Scary. Um, we're, we need you over here. I was talking to my father yesterday, and he's like, well, I already can't watch baseball. And I was like, wow. I told you it would only take a week or two. You know, the Yankees blow a couple leads, can't hit the ball, and it just makes you absolutely sick. I thought I needed baseball. Now I need fucking – now I just need football. Packer <laughs> football. NFL draft underway. Speaking of NFL football and the NFL draft, we got some wide receivers in, across the league that are looking to get paid. And I think that – um we could all thank Devontae Adams for this, and we could thank who else got that bag? Uh, Stephon Tyreek Diggs, Hill, Tyreek Hill. A bunch of them. There's been a few it. of these guys that have just gotten uh, Christian Kirk. <laughs> Christian Kirk. Yeah, that actually is the guy that reset the market. Absolutely. Not even Devontae, because when you have a, a mediocre to to good player, I would, wouldn't say he's it's mediocre. Not a shot at him, but it has not proved yeah, that contract. He's only got yeah. 800 yards one time in his career. I understand the targets may not have been there, but. Nonetheless, NFL wideouts are looking to get paid. We got, what was it, Debo, who's now a, what do they call him, a, 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 a uh, wide back? A utility man? I don't know. Uh, uh, I think uh, they, uh, he's uh, trying to come up a with wing, a, new, uh, a new position. 
whatever. It, it's something that's interesting, and it's like a a, a running receiver or a, yeah, kind of like uh, what Cordell Patterson is doing. I, guess. I think it's wide back. I think that's it. <laughs> it's the wide back. So Debo, Terry McLaurin, and who was the other one? Uh, AJ Brown and AJ Brown all clamoring for new contracts or at least the extension that you see all these other wideouts that are getting and all three of them are in unison and not reporting to offseason OTAs or any of the offseason things until they get a contract situation worked out. The 49ers right now are apparently fielding offers for Debo, but Debo wants to be the highest paid non quarterback in the league. I just don't see that happening, bro. I don't see it happening either. And here's the reasoning what what goes against Debo's logic here. I think his best bet to get the bag would be to stop playing running back altogether and say, look, if you're not going to pay me that way, you're not going to use me that way. Because what happens there is running backs don't get paid. No nope. one wants to pay a running back because of the wear and tear. So Debo's actually doing himself a disservice by asking for that because the way he, the, he's being used in this system is actually taking years off of his career and a lot of money at the back end of things. And the sooner he realizes that the better off he'll be financially, but I don't know that Debo goes to another team and ha and a coach would have the ability to use him the way that Shanahan does. Yeah, it would have to be in like a, a specific offense for that. Like I could see, may, may, I don't know. See, Rams, I, I have Ravens. a comment in here and it's Ananda Shar saying Debo does deserve the bag. Now, as far as uh, the way he's being used and and his skill set, I, I absolutely agree. What he brings to the table, he's as good as anybody, if not better than everybody. So Debo is, he's one or one a in the in my book as far as re receiving talent goes but that said for all those reasons that i just said teams are going to be gun shy in terms of giving him that long-term deal with a lot of guaranteed money involved because running backs don't last and he himself is stating that he is in fact a running back slash wide receiver so that's not a great situation terry mclaurin i think he's the one that is probably the least he's he's like the least exciting out of the three but but I think he's just as good, if not better, than than A.J. Brown. Two straight 1,000-yard seasons. I mean, hasn't really had. I guess this is the first year you're going to see him with, like, a, a better quarterback. A, a, like a, a quarterback that's actually been in the league for a while and can maybe throw it a little bit. I mean, you, you take yeah, what you I mean, get for Carson Wentz, I guess. But from who do you have before that? Um, the playoff. Had, it was, it, it was uh, uh, Heineke. Hi, yeah, Tyler he had Heineke. Heineke. And before that, I think it was like Fitz, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick maybe. for a week or two. Yeah, so. And then before that, I don't even know who the Redskins have been rolling out there for the past couple of seasons, but it hasn't been great. I very much so equate him to a young Allen Robinson where he had to deal with the Blake Bortles and he went to Chicago and had to deal yeah. with uh, um, Mitch Trubisky bouncing him balls on five yard outs. Terry McLaurin has gotten it done in each of his first two seasons on a bad team with a bad quarterback. And I, I say he's one of the most underrated players in the league, not just at his position. So hopefully he does get paid as well. Him if and Debo not, both 26 years old too. So they're still like young. Yeah, you oh know? yeah, absolutely. Still on the early all side. three of them. Well, um, yeah, I did see Kurt Becker, yeah. the Packers uh, third string quarterback politic to get A.J. Brown in town. Hopefully he brings new knees with him if he does. Well, how funny is that? It's like A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, both Ole Miss guys, both – one out and there's one guy that plays for the jets that went to Ole Miss too that uh yeah if they could be like bro do you want to be the number three on the team would that they you're be currently the number at? three though what, elijah moore would be the number three so oh, well, it's like would, why yeah. would he want to recruit guys that he knows are going to be higher on the on the in the pecking order than him you uh, know so it's like oh i gotta the nfl is not college so he ain't gonna get sure, his looks nah, the way he was yeah. in the um in the big 10 or big 12 i think it was then um College football is so up in arms right now in terms of what conferences teams play in that I have it's no idea. And it's I, like, I, I say everything with a question mark. And it's all going to change anyway, like because Texas is going to SEC now. So exactly. it's like, dude, it's time to just 
put them in like five groups and call it a day. There's too I agree. Many. I agree. So we'll wrap up on the NFL. I hopefully some of these guys get paid. If there is a uh, if there is a time that somebody would get moved, it'll be in the next couple of weeks because we have the NFL draft coming up, which Rob and I will get into some coverage. I'm not sure how we're going to do it yet. Figure if we're going to go through the teams, I think we might do something where we just kind of go through the positions. We, we go through edge and we, we talk about the top 10 edge rushers. And then we go through, say what teams might be interested in where they pick who, yeah. rather than going through each, each team, team because we're yeah. kind of pressed in terms of uh, getting all 32 teams in. So I think the position groups will be better. So we'll do that, uh, I guess, Wednesday throughout the rest of the week. Um, NBA playoffs, bro. How about we had a first playoffs. the weekend was loaded. We had eight games, actually 10 games. If you include the, the final two play, playing games on Friday, oh, Friday. right? Yeah. So we all know what happened there. The The playoff tree was officially set as of Saturday morning. And then we got we got eight games. A uh, few of them didn't go well for certain teams, but we did get a lot of excitement. And I'll first talk about what took place yesterday. Bucks survived the Bulls. The Bulls came out and they fought hard, bro. Uh, I thought the Bucks were going to roll in this one. I didn't get to look at Kyle's ticket yesterday because I was very, very busy uh, finding Easter eggs and eating chocolate. <laughs> and from what I'm reading in the comments, he went out. He Kyle's on a little heater. So nice. Unfortunate for us, we didn't get to make any plays on the Kyle heater. But I did ride him Friday and Saturday, and I did well with Kyle. So thank you to the Sauce for putting some green in my account. And um, yeah, man. Well, you got anything on the Bucks Bulls? I know. Uh, so for me, this was the game. I mean, you you and both Dave both have the Bucks going back to the finals. One of you guys have them winning, one of you don't. For me, this was the game. I was like, oh, the series. I was like, all right, the Bulls don't stand a chance. You know what I mean? Giannis, the Bucks are just going to dominate have- them. And this was the closest, probably one of the closest games of the weekend, besides uh, yeah, the, the Celtics. The ones but, we'll get I mean, next, but yeah, I think in this, this is a classic case of the Bucks survived. The, the Bulls' best punch. You know, the the Bulls gave the Bucks everything they had yesterday, and they still came up short. I'm not saying that it's all lost for Chicago, but they're banged up. They don't have they, – they're missing some guys. And like I said, they just gave their best shot to the Bucks, and Bucks came out on top. They shot a season low, like th- uh, 32% from three. Who, they, the Bucks? Yeah, they were, no, the uh, the Bulls. So still, still they lost by six, but they were still, you know what I mean? They played so their there's, worst. There's some, I know percentage. I could already see the sauce right up uh, tomorrow where he's saying, you know, the, the Bulls, there's something to be something to look into there because they shot so poorly and they were this close. And that's actually what I I'm, I guarantee that Kyle's going with the Bulls. In the fourth quarter, the Bulls were six of 28 and one from 12 from three. Yeah. And he's already chimed. And they were only down. They only lost by thing. six. So, I mean, I mean, they played. They just weren't. The shots weren't dropping. They were obviously getting open looks. He was talking about it on Friday when we when I kind of went through my brackets. I think he was kind of shitting on my Bucks pick a little bit. He's saying that the perimeter defense is terrible and they just missed a ton of open looks. According that's to Kyle, yeah, that's a bunch so of open looks. You have miss. a bunch of open looks. You're missing all your open looks, and hopefully for the Bulls' sake, they could they could hit some. For my sake, I hope they don't because I want to be right. Well, Milwaukee jumped out early. It was like 32-16. So. It was, they kind of put it away early and then they just couldn't get the shots to drop, you know? So I, I'm very interested to see now, you know, what the Bulls do now. I think the Bucks are going to sweep them still. <laughs> <laughs> they had their best shot. Now it's fucking over. Kyle, don't, don't at me, bro. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, 
AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Janine right now. Um, so Celtics edged the Nets yesterday in what was a fucking the game of the week, and I think it's going to be the series of the playoffs. Not not just maybe not the playoffs, but definitely round one. I, I there's this is can't miss TV. It had me so furious, dude, like furious because I told you I'm like, oh, Nets by twenty, dude, they're gonna spank them. Now, no, Robert Williams. You're a low key Nets fan. No, no, I, right? I, I'm not. No, I'm a Knicks fan to be honest. I just I what Kyrie took over that game, bro, and was making them look so bad. Just th- throwing up three pointers, bang, bang, in their face, in their face, giving fans the middle finger, not caring. That's a whole different story. Yeah. KD, they they played KD on defense so well, where KD was forced to just throw up shots. He wasn't himself. And now I think, well, in the next game, the next game is going to come out, and it's they're going to have to figure out how to cover Kyrie and kind of lay back off KD a little bit. So this is just, well. That's like the the age old issue. You're not going to be able to. Do I that. know it's going to be hard. Team both guys. They, I, I say you let Kyrie beat you. You can't let KD beat you. And for Boston, Tatum was unbelievable yesterday. Like I I never see that guy as a star really until yesterday, where I was like, all right, now I see it. You know what I mean? Now I see why people talk about him. I mean, like Kyrie that. is definitely a superstar, not just a star. But as far as the polarizing stuff that he does with the fans in Boston. I think that I'm going to give him the pass, bro. Uh, the Boston fans are absolutely. relentless towards Kyrie. And rightfully so. I'm not saying that they don't have their right, but from what we know about the Boston fan base, typically across all sports is that they're not really that welcoming towards. And I'm not going to go into the race card here, but that's what, you know, that's what certain players say. That's what certain like Kyrie has come out. Not and certain. That. So a lot of, a players. lot of players, and even I'm, white I, players say that. Yeah. So. I don't have any, any dog in the race here because I don't really know. Right. That said, Kyrie, I'm going to take his word for it. He's heard some things. And if he has some, if he feels some type of way and these fans feel like they can say whatever they want, I'm always on the, the player side when it comes to how they react, as long as they're not putting hands on anybody. But if you want to interact, you want to flip off the fans. I really don't care. But this is sports, okay? And I like this. People might get mad at this. It might be people who see this different way. But this is the NFL, the NBA, everything. And especially right now, and exactly what Kyrie said. Said, "Yo, it's the it's the playoff time." Like Kyrie was in Boston. He was also in Cleveland. So it's like a revenge tour, you know. You're gonna have fans who bought the jersey, loved them. Like how we told us yesterday, how many Yankee jerseys you bought that you could obviously reuse because no names on yeah, that. Yeah, that was. The, but that as was a fan, joke. these people loved Kyrie. Kyrie was coming there. He's gonna win the championship, and he do, and obviously he doesn't, and he goes somewhere else. I wonder if they're burning a, Kemba jerseys, right? Probably, probably. No, because he probably, sucked. That people probably didn't even night. buy one, buy them anyway. But my point is. When you're a fan, you get it's like, you know, you're so emotional. You're in it. We love you. This is what we want. And then you leave. Yeah, so fuck you. Get out of here. We don't care. Hope you miss every shot you take. Yeah, you but just you, just you have to be able to take can't it. can't be racist. You have to hate. take it back too though. You can't tell tell Kyrie, "Hey, pussy, talk shit." And then he's like, "Go fuck yourself." And you're like, "Hey, hey, 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 what did you say that for?" Like, bro, if you can give it out, you got to be able to yep, take it too. I agree. 100%, it is what it is. 100%. I'm very excited to see the rest of these games. I'm hoping that I'm not working my entire life this week so I can watch some of this NBA action. But I really think that the Celtics are going to take it. You saw yesterday the team defense and late in the game. I, I want. I don't want to blame KD, uh, KD on this one because he did slip. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. There's no it, doubt bro. about it. People are talking like KD got his ankles broke. Nah, man. Nah. There was somebody that didn't do the right thing on that sideline, and he slipped on a wet spot. No doubt about it. So you could you could blame that. But so it's the, the history of KD in the last two playoffs 
is he's got a 27 inch foot so he stepped on the three point line and that yeah, and so. they didn't advance because he's got a big foot and in this case somebody dropped some water on the court so katie get your shit together <laughs> or whoever's uh Where's the what, whoever's flaw, on the, the where's, the, where's the, the the sweat guys that mop shit up? You got to get it together. Um, uh, but it was in Boston, so maybe they planted it. They just left it there from the fall on. All right. So moving past the, uh, we got the Warriors. Warriors look unstoppable, bro. Bro. Unfortunately, I I definitely faded the Warriors in the first round in the first game, and I I paid heavily for that. It was a bell to bell ass whooping. They beat them pillar to post. Jokic just can't do it all. He he tried. He, he tried. I'm sure did try. You know, there was, <laughs> but not hard enough. He wasn't getting any calls for him. They were beating him up down there. I mean, he was still scoring at will, but they weren't getting any calls. I mean, Jordan Poole. I don't bro. think, I'm not going to say I don't think anybody expected Jordan Poole, but Jordan Poole looked like the best player on the court. And that includes Jokic. That includes uh, Steph, Steph, Clay, Clay Draymond. Draymond. But you got Draymond Green splashing threes in the third quarter. All you were, knew the game was, it was like they were up 22. I don't. I'm just saying, in the Western Conference right now, if you look through and through, who's the who's the clear cut favorite? Obviously, the Suns. The Suns. Who's their best competition right now? The war. I'd say the Warriors. If, the if Warriors. they're going to come out there like that again, yeah, for yeah. Of, of course, absolutely. It was um, ridiculous. I don't think that Memphis has any defensive moxie whatsoever. So that's going to might be the. I could easily see. I know I said this the opposite of this the other day, but after seeing Minnesota play the way they played, <sighs> the young and Anthony Edwards is just so good at basketball, and he's elevating his game to another level. Yeah, them young wolves, hit it for you, boy. All right, young wolves. Uh, but I don't want to get too ahead. Yeah, Jordan Poole, thirty-six points did he have? Uh, so he's oh, now yeah. another. They added one to the Splash Brothers, so now they have the triplets over there. Um, the Sixers smacked the piss out of the Raptors. Oh, man. Uh, big story there was the injury to what's the boys? Scotty Barnes. Goes Scotty down Barnes goes down with an ankle injury. Is he going to go? I don't think he's He's definitely not going to go the next game. The, M, the MRI came back negative. Uh, it's, it's, it's sad, too, because he was up for uh, rookie of the year, and he's definitely a big part of that team. And it's just, uh, it's not going to look good for them without him. You know, Embiid was pretty much at. at did what he wanted anyway. Well, that series was over regardless. Oh, absolutely. And shout out to uh, me, Talon. The Kyle's did do great this weekend, but he had a couple of misses, and one of them was the uh, the Raptors money line. No good. Whip, no whip, good. Whip, um, whip. But it's all right. I, I you got to be in it to win it. Got to be in it to win it. Um, just touching back a little bit on the Warriors. We got a nice little stat coming from from the sauce over here. Steph and Clay, Steph, Clay, and Poole have played 129 minutes together on the floor this season, which is astonishing that it's that that little. Um, in those 129 minutes, the Warriors are plus 89 over their opponents, including 42 to 16 in Game One over Denver. So I think that the formula is there. We could see it, right? And Steve Carr is a genius, dare I say? Right? I was talking shit last week. No, it's got a really good roster, and I want to just. I'm going to say that the Warriors look unstoppable in the West right now. If they're going to knock down threes the way they were doing it, it's it's going to be very hard for someone to compete with them because it's you can't trade twos and threes. Are we just going to auto bet the Warriors minus seven? Are we going to auto bet Golden State every game in the playoffs? The, the over, I think the over for the next game was like 223. It was like so low where I'm yeah. like, are you But what me? happens in these games is I think if Golden State just runs it up on them by the second by the fourth quarter it's like now they're not really trying to score as much. The, the other team is kind of checked out already. They take their starters out, and then you get uh, hero ball the rest of the way between all their all the backups. So I'm not. I'm just going to lay the seven. I'm going to bet the Warriors 
the rest of the postseason and see how that plays out. See how it goes. You think? Yeah. Do you think they're back, or do you think this is just uh, welcome, guys? This is what we're going to do. Game one, and no, I we'll think they're gone when we see the Suns. Bro, <laughs> it, it's teams like the Warriors that have had success in the postseason, and they understand that the regular season is just a, a just to get you primed for the postseason. The way they looked, especially what, what Kyle said with all three of those guys on the court, and now he's saying, like, if Draymond could lock up Jokic like that, yeah. it's a wrap. I feel like that's all Draymond has to focus on, and that's what makes them so good is when you have a guy as talented as him that doesn't really have to do anything on offense whatsoever, which is, like, insert Ben Simmons for the Nets. Yeah. You know, they could really fucking use they Ben Simmons' They could really use his right length, now. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just going to bet the Warriors tonight minus seven. There's no question about it. People forget about the Warriors, man. Like, the, no Clay Thompson for like over a year and a half, you know. So, and then KD's gone. This is that same team. It was much. perfect. As, as weird as it sounds, like the Steph injury may not have been as bad as it looked, or or they made it out to be, and he just sat and got right for the playoffs, which is an indicator of what I was talking about. They don't really give a shit about the regular season. They did enough to get the three seed, and um, looking forward to hopefully getting a matchup between the Suns and the Warriors down the That'd stretch. Be fantastic. Um, is that the next matchup? I think that they meet next. I think I one would play no three. Idea. No, one would play the four or the five. Anyway, um, the Sixers are given seven and a half to Toronto tonight. Uh, if if the rookie's not playing, there's this zero percent chance that I'm going to take Toronto in this one. Maybe the under. I have no idea. I got to look at it. But uh, go check out Kyle Kerm's YouTube page. The Sauce Network will probably give out some free videos today, and hopefully you guys can get some picks out of that. If not, go check out his website, kylekerms.com, and subscribe and get them picks. Get some free money. Um, the Suns roll. There's not much to talk about there. I feel uh, like that's Chris Paul a, a like broke Steve Nash's record. Or he had something. 17 points, I think, in the fourth quarter. Um, pick your poison with the with the Suns. They're just a very good team, and they're going to be hard to beat. The only team I see beating them will be the Warriors. Uh, see, my thing about it, I, I, I would just – it'd be such a shame if Chris Paul doesn't get out of – if he retires without a ring, right? I would Point God. I'm, I'm pulling for Chris Paul for that reason. Um, I don't want Dave to be right, full disclosure. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want Dave to be right and me to be wrong. But I've always liked the Suns. I've always liked Chris Paul. I definitely am a fan of Devin Booker. I think – Aiton might be a product of his environment. I think he'd struggle on other teams to to make it happen, but uh, nonetheless, a good good solid player when he gets to the ball one foot from the basket, um, which is what they're able to do because the point guard himself, Chris Paul, is just great at the pick and roll. Mm -hmm. um, they're forty seven and zero in the regular season when leading after three quarters. Now they're one and zero in the playoffs. That's I just read that now. That's dude, incredible. That's ridiculous, dude. 47 and 0 and go into the fourth. So live betting the, the, the Suns money line, Whoa. no matter what the juice is on that. Live bet the Suns money line, even if it's plus 1400 if they're leading after after three quarters. Now, any lead? It just says, it says 47 and 0 when lead. any lead. I, that's incredible. That is in incredible. the state of the NBA now, the way the way teams blow 15-point leads on a nightly basis, that's just to me, not even blowing a one-point lead. That's in, that's astonishing to me. Um Heat torch the Hawks. Uh, I think we expected that the the Hawks had a couple tough games to get here, right? Yeah, I mean, so it's, a little it's, banged up. it's what would you expect? This is why you have to play good in the regular season so you don't get matchups like this and have to sneak in. The yeah, play but they then. had John Collins. It's like if yeah, it's, it's true. If he, as as he goes, Clint Capella had the injury in the playing game. But yeah, you said it. Don't get into the playing game, man, because you're in the playing games. Things can happen, and now the Hawks. Just counting down the days until their season's over because Miami is just a good team. I mean, Collins did play a little bit, but he was but still. When like, you put you guys know. out there that aren't right, you're almost doing yourself a disservice because he's not able to stand in front of anybody. 
Um, looking forward to see what the Heat could do. They're going to easily uh, walk through the Hawks, though. Yeah. The Jazz sure. handle the Mavs, and the Mavericks are in trouble. No Luka. Even if, I think Luka might be sitting in game two as well. Um, as of now, the Jazz are given five and a half points. Uh, I think that's because Luka's out. I think it would be a little bit closer if not, but there's not much to talk about if there's no Luka. No, nah, it's it wasn't it wasn't pretty at all. I told you the uh who was that? I think his name was Brunson, right? For the for the Mavs. It was like he was the only one on the floor that could score. And I'm like, dude, they need it's like it was nothing with that. And I never even fucking heard of that. Me neither. But yeah, I'm, as I'm, I'm watching not, I'm the not game, Mr. NBA, but I know I know the players. <laughs> I was watching the game, I'm like, all right, well, he's scoring, but who else is gonna score? And nobody it wasn't even like anybody else wanted to take shots. Spencer Dinwiddie a little bit, but they need Luca, dude. They need and they got rid of Porzingis now, right? So there's nobody even there to help. And you gotta hope that this kid not that Porzingis for, was much of a help, but it was another score. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah, can you name somebody else on that team? No, <laughs> no exactly. No. So I absolutely can't. Would they have Hardaway still? I don't know. I don't Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't think he's still there. Maybe he is. I think they, I think they still have Hardaway Jr. But either way, that uh that is I guess that kind of well, Luca didn't make the, the finalists, but that kind of is a great case for a guy like Luca to win the MVP because he has literally nobody look, over there. Just look at it. Look at literally it. nobody over there. It's it's kind of sad to be honest. And they need him to come back. But like I said, we've seen him in the boot. I just don't see this is two postseasons in a row. So Hardaway is out for the year as well. See? So it's they just, have they literally have nobody. That's a bad roster. They do have you just said met uh Spencer Dinwiddie. And they're 52 and 30. It's not like they're a bad team, but you can't get no nobody wants to play over there with him. Uh, I'm sure they do. Mark Cuban used to be a guy that brought guys in. They always were loaded in Dallas, and now for whatever reason, I just can't get it done with their roster is shit. It's like the LeBron team that he took to the finals in Cleveland, or like Iverson's team. Oh. Don't have a good team. Um, Wolves beat the Grizzlies. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, John Morant's a great player, but Anthony Edwards is. I wouldn't say he's better because he's not, but. Anthony Edwards is almost equally as exciting and and good. And in the playoffs, man, he's just dropping 30, 35 a night. Shout out to the, the Timberwolves. They're an exciting team. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm very excited about this series because I, I'm going into this thinking like Memphis is one of these teams that could shock everybody, playoff job, but they just don't play any fucking defense. Nope. Whatsoever. There was like 190 points in the in the first game. So more of the over. I'll be slapping the overs in this one. Yeah, you can't have uh, Anthony Edwards scoring 36, um, the town scoring like 29, and then Beasley 23, Jaden McDaniels 15, Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell scoring 10. And it's you figured that they would have came out here after the Wolves won the playing game against the Clippers, acting like they just won a ring or something, that uh, they would have came out here. Flat, yeah, yeah. Try to embarrass them. But look, they're riding. They're riding bro. that high. And I always talked about this with baseball and the playing games too. You get that game seven. Um, you get that game seven excitement out of these playing games to a degree. Now it's not like the best of the best because you're getting like the ten and the nine. And, mm -hmm. But you get you get to ride some of that momentum. If you win an elimination game, what that does for your confidence, I think it it could elevate it. If you could escape without injuries, which the Timberwolves were lucky to do. Uh, I think getting into foul trouble for for Towns was actually like a benefit because they ended up winning the game and he wasn't he didn't have to play an insane amount of minutes in the plans. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, for for the weren't they the two top draft picks? Is that what it was? And Edwards was one, Morant was two, right? No, I think Zion was one in that draft. 
of uh, from and John went second back so in the uh, 2019 year before that. Yeah. yeah, but either way, Anthony Edwards, I think he's in his third year now, right or fourth year. The series putting up the two top bad picks of the 2020 draft against the, 20, the number two overall from the 2019 draft. Edwards Man became the first opposing players in NBA history to each score at least 30 in a playoff game at the age of 22 or younger. So it's pretty interesting. Edwards joins uh, Derek Rose, Tyler Hero, Magic Johnson, scoring at least 35 in a playoff game before 20, turning 21. What about uh, Maxi's thirty six? I know they were they were loving him too, right? They were screaming. We got we got Scoop coming in with a little um, Siakam forty points tonight. Is that a is that a? uh, Are you trying to give us a a pick here, Scoop? Scoop is the host of the Cross Court Cast on the Chop Sports Podcast Network, and he there was no episode this past week. uh, Bad timing of things, but they had a a little issue. Uh, We'll get that out next week, and we'll talk more NBA with Scoop and his cousin Vinny. Um, but scoop is that an actual pick you're giving out? Siakam forty points. I don't even think that's a realistic. Thing. There was another protest though. Yeah, the, the girl that she changed herself to a basket. Now I think it was somebody in the comments. I saw this in the Facebook group. Might have been uh, Officer Payne and said like, "But what I want to know is how do you get a chain in? How did you get a chain in the arena? Yeah, how did she bring that in? It's not like she snuck a vape in or something. Like she snuck it. She would she put it in her prison wallet? How did she get it was through? a big chain? How did she get it through the military? I'm just curious to know how she got it through as well. Uh, must be an inside job, had yeah. Inside, and she job. was from the same thing from the lady that tried to like glue her hand on the floor. It was the same like animal farm. They don't want that guy to own chicken eggs or something, or whatever it is. Yeah, well, whatever he owns, I don't know. Can you do it? Can you at least wait till halftime to do these things? No, then it wouldn't be. First of all, did you see the big ass fucking security dudes that just stood over her? That guy was a fucking monster well, he's nice. like six six three eighty what what position does he play line offensive line and where obviously the, the position not doing his job but yeah. she on the floor to to you know whatever she did to herself there that's ridiculous i just i don't understand these protests like we have the internet now we all have youtube we all have like this is our this is our platform just go to your platform don't we're trying to watch basketball it's playoff basketball but hey we're talking about it so that's i guess true, her, I guess. her protest did, did the save job. the eggs and how many people that googled uh, what's the guy's name? Steve Taylor, the owner, is he the owner of the uh, Minnesota T- Timberwolves? Oh, the guy that owns the factory farms. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no fucking clue. Anyway, let's get to some um, some commercials here. I'm not going to pull up the graphic, but head on over to Manscape.com and use the promo code Shop Sports for 20 percent off. You get free shipping worldwide, and this is for the Performance Package 4.0. It's Equipped with the lawnmower 4.0 LED 400K LED light trimmer. It is waterproof. You could put it on your titties, you could put it on your booty hole, and you could put it on your nutsack. But do not put it on your face because, ladies and gentlemen, we have now introduced the Plow 2.0, and it trims you up just nice, and you don't have to smell your booty hole while you trim your mustache, which we all know is an issue unless you do it in the shower like me, then you got no issues. But <laughs> um, April is uh, the testicular cancer awareness month and manscaped is recognizing that and giving you all awareness on checking your balls making sure that you do not have a lump early detection is the um is the thing here early detection saves lives and supposedly uh ball cancer is the number one cancer leading cancer in males age 18 to 35 so i am in the clear i'm officially no longer at risk no that's not that's not true what it actually is is that now you are at risk for that the same but there is other cancers that you're more at risk for so it's like exponential uh exponential fear 
just being imported into my soul right now as I read that stat. So manscaped.com, chop sports promo code, 20% off, do the thing, and clean your ball sack for the ladies. Check your lumps, you know? Check your lumps, bro. Check. No lumps. We don't want the lumps. Check lumps. All right. So NBA Awards finalists were revealed, and we've talked a little bit about the MVP, but we haven't done a deep dive on the rest of it. Um, there is some six, there's six awards that are given out. And I think some of these, there's a, a good debate to be had, but some of these, I, I feel like the, the awards should just be given already. I'm not sure if they voted yet. I think they I did think. vote. And what they did was they took the top three and make them the finalists. I don't think that the voting takes place after the finalists are named. The voting determines the finalists. Does that make sense? The top, like the last three. And then they, vote. yes. So they vote for the MVP and the top three guys are the finalists and then thereafter they release the when they name the mvp they will release the entirety of the list and that's voted um that's true i'm trying to read the comments here don't mind me guys so yeah that had nothing to do with what i was saying so i'll, I'll breeze past that but uh the the nba awards finalists for mvp is none other than the yoker which we all at least i think he, it's his award to lose and joel Embiid, which Wrestling Rob here thinks that Embiid is going to sneak up on on the Joker and win it, and then you have Giannis. I think Giannis he gets it for the. Um, it's one of those he deserves to be in the conversation, but he's clearly not going to get it because it's a two man race, it right? So it's Giannis race. and Joker. Um, we've made our cases as to why we think each guy gets it. Um, indicated indicated by how Joker was all all by himself in that playoff game and brought his team to this point. You could say that's my biggest case, other than the fact that he's done things that no other player in league history has done. He's making up new stats, setting new records. The Joker, I'm going to steal Kyle's line, is like a seven foot one Larry Bird, and I couldn't agree more. Um, Embiid is very Shaq like with an outside shot. So he, what he did this year from the center position, being able to score 30, which we haven't seen in a really long time since, I guess, Shaq, right? Uh, uh, Joel Embiid? Yeah, yeah, it was the first player since Shaq to do it. To be like, able to uh, win the scoring title and yeah. score almost thirty points a game, ridiculous. Which, Especially in a, in a in a league that's more driven to the three point yeah, shot. Yeah, everything now. is is so threes. You have first of all, you have to be able to hit a three if you no want a scoring title, and that now. goes for yep. a center as well. Apparently, so I'm going to go with Jokic. The Joker is my guy for the MVP. I do believe he's the odds-on favorite. I think it's his to lose, like I said. So Embiid might sneak up on him. Defensive player of the year. I also think this one is a pretty much uh, a gimme for Marcus Smart. But the finalists are Marcus Smart, Rudy Gobert, and Bridges. Mikel uh, Bridges? Mikel Bridges. No, Mikkel Bridges. Is yep. it Mikel? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridges. He's not the guy that just threw his mouthpiece, is he? Or is that Turner? That was no, Miles. Was it Mikel Bridges that threw his mouthpiece, wasn't it? I Hold thought on. it might have been Miles Turner. I might be thinking of it. Miles Turner might not even be on that team. It is Mikel Bridges. But either way, Marcus Smart, he has the Celtics playing great team defense. Am I right? They, they're on the best team. I mean, the best team defense in basketball. Are, are you can make the case. So. They did lose their big man, and that definitely takes away from their their defensive prowess, per se. But just Marcus Smart, it's his, It's his. he's he's the man. He's the guy. He's the best perimeter defender in the league right now. Maybe I'm wrong about that. There's some guys with length. But in terms of defensive effort and scrappiness, you just can't say enough good things about Marcus. It's kind Smart. of hard because you know what's crazy about Marcus Smart too, and people don't even think about this is this he's a guard, bro. So when he's playing defense, he has to go everywhere. It's Miles Bridges, not Mikel. Either way, throw yeah. the bridge and get over the bridge. Thank you. Thank you, Sauce. <laughs> but but uh he's got to go all over the court. It's not like he's just playing down low or he's if he wins the uh the defense player of the year, he'll be the first guard to win it since Gary Payton. 
Oof. So think about that. Well, think it's, about that it's his award to lose, so I think that's going to go down. Um, sixth man of the year, we have Tyler Tyler Harrow, Cam Johnson, and Kevin Love. Nice to see Kevin Love get some some respect put back on his name, um, but he's not really in this conversation. Cam Johnson, I think, is you can make the case maybe Phoenix is playing just out of this world this season. They had the one seed locked up over a week ago, but um, it's Tyler Harrow, right? Averaging 20 points off the bench, bro. Yeah, it's Tyler Harrow. He's off the playing bench. on a team. You can make the same case for Harrow that you can make for uh, Cam Johnson, that they're just the number one seed in each of their respective conferences. Tyler Harrow is a bucket. I've, Absolutely. I've gone hot bucket. and cold on whether I like this guy or not. Uh, he came into the league. I was liking him. And then I started feeling like, you know, a little bit. He started feeling himself a little too much. But then I started seeing like, oh, he doesn't even start. This guy needs to come off it a little bit. And this year he showed me that he doesn't need to come off anything. Just keep shooting those he's threes. He's a young boy. guy. He's a baller. He's kind of – he's a he's different play of pace when he's out there like Jimmy Butler. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, it works out for them, man. And but, best coach in the NBA. Um, which we'll get I don't understand second. how but you think that. Rookie of the year, we got um, – Barnes, Cunningham, and Mobley. I'm very it's lost. A close on, one, man. I'm very lost. I think the only guy that could be eliminated out of the gate is Cunningham. Uh, Barnes and Mobley, you could take your pick at the two. I think that's a very close race. But like I said, I can't even make a prediction. And I was, I did a deep dive on it, and I didn't get enough. I just still came away with it like, wow, that's very close. I can't. I don't know who it's going to be. I, if one of you guys in the comments want to chime in here, I would say this: like, if you consider where the Cavaliers were like a year ago, how do you not? Give it to Evan Mobley. You know what I mean? He just—they were terrible. They were not supposed to be where they are now. You know what I mean? Well, so we'll get to what I think the real reason why. Uh, oh, why the, the Cavs? Why the Cavs are a little bit better this year? There's a couple of reasons, and it all worked out. But um, I think Kate Cunningham. People just look at him because he was—he was the first guy taken in the draft, right? Yeah. So I mean, I mean, no, he's had a decent season, but course, he's just not but, the guy. He's not the guy yet, at least. Um, so, uh, like I said, that's a toss-up. I'm not sure. Nobody has even come into the comments. I think they're talking about their own shit here. Um, <laughs> they're talking about how Tyler Harrow is sneaking hot girls into the bubble during the pandemic. So when you like have that. a song named after, when you have a song, you know, written by. And um, just so we're clear, Ash, I did not call these girls hot. I'm just reading the comments. Just, she just reading the, the comments. comments. Eh, eh, yeah, I apologize. I did not. I don't even know. Who we didn't even see are. the pictures. Yeah. How do we know? All right. So enough about that, because I'll be getting a text message in one second. Most improved player? Most improved player. Does that shock you who's, who they have as a favorite? I, it is. It is. Um, obviously, they put Ja in there. I why? feel like he's already been not, just great. I don't understand why Darius they, Garland and DeJounte. Deontay Murray. Deontay Murray should win because he's the most improved out of this bunch. Right? He's not going to win. Darius Garland, I think he was a decent player last year. John Morant was already a star last year. That's, yeah, I don't understand. Maybe she's a little behind on the comments. There's another guy, too, who's not getting any love. It, sh it should be Jordan Poole. But I'm talking about if we didn't even think about this game before this game even happened. This game doesn't even no, happen. that's true. I would have bought that up. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that he would be the, the favorite to win. I, I'd probably give it to Deontay Murray or Garland. But John Moran, to me, if and I'm John Moran. You know John's winning it. I obviously. Be, but if yeah. I'm John Moran, I'm like, this is disrespectful. Like, Watch how I'm coming out next year. You think yep, this you, is like the most improved player going to an already all-star? Wasn't he an all-star last year? Uh, no, I think he missed it. I think he got snubbed last year. He definitely made but it this year, though. He, he got snubbed last year, but he was like, you, he should have been an all-star. Everyone was like, damn, how did John not make it? He's phenomenal, bro. You ever First of all, you ever see his dad? 
I can't wait to show you a picture of his dad. His dad looks just like Usher. Yeah, they have like yeah. a picture of him on the court. Like, is, is I saw the whole Usher? thing. They were talking about John and Zion being AAU teammates and yeah. things like that. And why they'll um, play for the Knicks together in like three years. Three years. We can get a jersey. We can go to the games together. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. So um, we're going to go with Ja for the most improved player, but that's an unfortunate, uh, an unfortunate thing here because he's not he might be you know like he might be the most improved but he has to improve his defense just a little bit yeah if you want to win some playoff games how much just a little bit this much just a little bit or a lot if you want to actually fucking win a title (laughs) but if you want to win a little bit of playoff games you're going to have to play a little bit better on defense yes um coach of the year coach of the year monty williams i think that's a guarantee that monty williams gets it just going to go out and say that I don't think that he's a better coach than Eric Spolster. I'm confused why you have this. Uh, I don't understand my, why my love you think for he's a good coach. I don't get I it. don't see how anybody with any basketball acumen whatsoever I'm not saying say that a, he's not a good coach. He's not a bad coach. You're just saying he's not the best. He's not top three in the league. I think what he – yes, he is. No he, doubt about he it. He almost had a stroke in case anybody just didn't see I that. I did have a stroke. <laughs> um, not to make fun of strokes. Because, is you know, is. I, if anybody in the comments, please tell me if you think Eric Spolster is a top three, top three coach in the NBA. So you're going to obviously put in like the Popovich because I'm not going to put in anybody the career, the, in the, the career achievements. But right now there's a 0% chance I'm taking pop over Spolster in the current state of the NBA. That much chance, not, not happening, not happening. Spolster, he has a little bit of the old school. He got brought up by Pat Riley in a Van Gundy kind of situation. And Got the job as a young kid, and now he's not a young guy anymore. Got you know, the job as a young kid, or LeBron kind of was like, I think no, I'm I think Pat Riley, I think Pat baby. Riley put him in place. Um, Pat Riley was the front office guy for Miami at the time, and and he was just a coach in waiting. I could believe that because I honestly, I think there's one guy that LeBron James isn't saying. Like, like I don't think LeBron goes out and obviously talks all the shit, but. There's one guy he's not doing that too, and that's probably Pat, Pat Riley. Riley. Pat Riley's probably, bro. I'm yeah, Pat Riley. Riley bro. Are you watching this Showtime? Bro, I'm Pat Showtime Riley, bro. on I HBO haven't Max right now, it, bro. So, if you haven't, just go out HBO Max, watch this Lakers shit because it's so good. Speaking of HBO Max, the Batman came on HBO Max today. Today, yeah. All right, so, so Jimmy, uh, we're gonna have to cancel. <laughs> it. I'm gonna put it on uh, Hulu, right, or HBO Max? Actually, yeah, they do have. I have HBO Max on Hulu. Let's go. Anyway, so. We have two people, and this is the sauce who is the NBA legend. He's saying, yes, he would take Spolster top three. And we have Scoop, who is an NBA podcaster, and he didn't do his podcast this week, Scoop. But um, he's saying he's top five at least. That's top five, not top three. Thank you. So top five at least. And he's then you can make five, the case like three. a Monty Williams. He's having a great year. But Taylor Jenkins gets, the, gets a little bit of recognition here. But I have a hard time that giving anybody – now, team improved – very good record, all said and done. He's probably done a really good job. But when you don't demand any defense from your team whatsoever, I have a hard time. That's all. Who won last year? How, how come the Celtics coach ain't getting no love? That's a good question. He was uh, handed. I mean, not it, handed, uh, but uh, what's his name? No, it's not Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens in the front office now. Oh, really? That's what makes it even more. Uh, what's what is his name? Emi Aduko, maybe or something like that. He, uh, I agree, Kyle. Uh, Spolstra, Kyle saying that Spolstra might even be number one. Like, who do you put above in the NBA right but, like, now? Who are you putting above him? The best coach Pop, in the NBA. That's it. No, no, no. I wouldn't even, but I, was, I wouldn't Monty, say it's like, hard to go through the NBA. Coaches I know, because, Kyle, like, but wouldn't Steve be Kerr? Spolstra. Maybe. No, I, I, he's another guy I think that got handed, like, handed his job. 
it got a lot better. They got better with Steve Kerr. We, we, we debated this last week a little well, bit. The NBA is, is, is a lot. I like to actually like coach. I would say the NBA is one of the hardest coaching is for, as far as coaches. If you look around different sports leagues, the NBA is probably Udoka like is the Celtics coach. Udoka. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. They may went on like a 26 and two run that in the season, bro. The Celtics. Think about that. But I'm talking about like as far as like actual coaching in all sports, the NBA has got to be like the hardest, one of the hardest things to do. Dealing with prima donnas. And it's yeah. only like a it's only like 15 of them. It's not like the NFL where you got 50 some people and you might not see everybody. You're having a relationship a rotation, with these guys. You know what I mean? Like dealing with the subs in and yeah, out, giving families and all that stuff. I agree. Too, you know what's not hard? Managing baseball. Somehow Aaron Boone can't do it still. Well, but we yeah, got a Nick well, Nurse mention here. Nick Nurse is a solid pick. I put him in the conversation with Spolstra. But in the conversation, you can make the case for Spolstra to be number one. You can't make the case for him to be any lower than number five. No, no, no. He's de- I'm not saying he's he's definitely so, in the top five. So, And you just look at what he's done. And he's done. earned that. I get you know, that. I think that people get a bad taste in their mouth when they think Spolstra right away because, because, of, that. The, because yes. of the Miami Big Three. Mm-hmm. But they overlook the fact that he's brought several undermanned teams deep into the playoffs. And every year... Somehow or another, the Miami Heat are in the conversation. So, um, and that bubble, what he did in the bubble, I think gets overlooked as well. I think when you're talking about, you know, people want to say LeBron's title, the bubble title should have an asterisk. I think that dealing with all the things that these players and coaches had to deal with, in addition to the grind of a regular season, stopping and then not getting to see your people, unless you're Tyler Harrow, of course, who is sneaking people in during the finals run. Uh, but yeah, man. He took that team to the finals. They had no business being there. They were what the eight seed. They didn't have. No, I agree. They didn't have Jim. That was all Jimmy. Jimmy buckets. So we got Kyle coming in. Spolster number one. It's always nice when me and Kyle agree on something because I feel like we have this natural feud. Um, Rob, as Rob shakes his head and dis- it's just, it's just, I just don't, I just, I don't get it. You know, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do a show about this one day and like really do research and break things down because you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to show me why, why. Well, here's my one reason. Um, a lot of success year after year with teams that don't have the star carrying it. Now, he had his success with LeBron, Wade. I understand that. But since then, who's been the best player on their team in any given season? Jimmy Butler, Adebayo. Prior to that, who? Who was, who was on the team in the playoff runs when they were the one seed, the eight seed? They, they've, had, they've had not a great roster or a good roster, but just not... Um, are we going to start giving Udonis Haslam any credit for being a great coach? Well, he did that forever, dude. Yeah, motherfucker. Forever. Calling people out. Wanting to now he's trying to fight people on a bench, bro. He's been there forever. Him. That's like, uh, uh, we didn't even talk about it, but how about Al Horford last night? I totally forgot he was still there. I forgot he was still in the NBA. What team is he on? The Celtics. Celtics and he, dude, he had like 30 points, 20-some points last night. I so that's what we're talking it. about. The Nets got nobody to stop the, the big... Al Horford, Horford had, had 20, no business 20 and 15 Al Horford had last night. That's embarrassing. Al Horford, bro. He played the like 12 minutes like he was like the, the best player on the court. It was unbelievable. I'm like, he's still here? And that's taking in taking place of the, the Celtics big man. That's that's why when we're talking about depth, the Celtics are without uh, it was Robert ridiculous. Williams, I couldn't believe and it. Al Horford gets to step in and he's a vet. I don't know if you're going to get that same out of him every night. No, you're but, definitely not. Hey, if you but, got it for a game, that's yeah, what counts. Absolutely. The game that you needed. You escaped out of a fucking basket and a drop of water on the sideline. So literally, shout out to Al a Horford. spin move and a layup, and you win a game. It was, re- it was, uh, but you should have seen me when I was watching that. Furious. We got a, a Horford still doing the flinch on free throws. 
Guys, don't forget, please like and subscribe to this. This is how Chop Sports builds as a whole. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely go like. I didn't mention that. Good job. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the hit a notification bell so you can get the notification when we go live at 11, Monday through Friday. And if you're watching this on Facebook, that's embarrassing. You should definitely be watching it on YouTube. We do appreciate you watching, but definitely sign up, subscribe on the YouTube, and um, watch us here. It's a better experience. Uh, I don't think we have anything else. Right? No, we have uh, just we have a show later today at five. Right? Yeah, we got also the Chop live. Sports Fight Factory will be going live at five p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be talking about the going ons of the UFC and MMA world. And we had a little boxing this past weekend. Yeah, and uh, I guess pro wrestling. Right, got, I got some wrestling. Big, big potential wrestling news that is it that isn't even out yet but it could be very huge for wwe so So that's our show thank you guys for tuning in we will see you tomorrow at 11 go canada i got my canadian pack in yesterday but there was this one company i think called chop sports media Chop Sports Media. Yeah.